played like an hour of Guitar Hero today at my parents' house. It oh was, my god! It was great. I like was terrible to start, and then I like picked it up again. I didn't know you had Guitar Hero. I have sure. Guitar Hero Three: Legends of Rock, which is the that's best the one. best one, dude. Honestly, we should do a Guitar Hero night. We had the same Guitar Hero, uh, like experience. I feel like because when we talk about Guitar Hero songs, we always talk about the same ones. Except the ones I like to play were, um, I like, um, Stricken by Disturbed, which is a song I still listen to, Before I Forget by Slipknot, which is a song I still listen to, Can't Be Saved by Senses Fail, which is a song, it's like in my top five best songs of all time. (laughs) I love that song. I fucking crushed Welcome to the Jungle. I felt like a god. (laughs) As you should. I needed that boost today, I'm telling you. Uh, should we start? Yeah, let's get going. We're on a time crunch. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Morning, morning, let's go. Good morning, it's the morning after with Sam, Quinn, not Quinn, and Molly and Harish. And I am drinking Malibu and don't know what I'm saying. And that's our morning after song. Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is the morning after for Scream. Um, Yeah, this is a short extra episode that we do every week to um go over our thoughts now that we're not drunk on the movie that we did on the last episode so what's up guys um this movie is great <laughs> it fucks yeah one um, thing we didn't talk about which we should probably lead with that we said we were going to talk about yeah is gail weathers and dewey oh yeah yeah we ended the episode with how we completely glossed over two of the main characters of this movie right and of the franchise as well yeah they're two of the three that are in all of them Mm -hmm. Um, yeah spoiler um and you'll never guess who the fourth one is (laughs) who's the fourth fourth one oh (laughs) oh what are you going for here um yeah so um this is the movie that gave us Courtney Cox and David Arquette married. Yeah. And if you pay attention to the credits in the following films, Courtney Cox's name is Courtney Cox Arquette. Right. Until Scream 4 because they got a divorce. Aw. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I, I w- read earlier that they they were, like, separated at the time of Scream 4, but they officially got their divorce in 2013, oh. which would have been after okay. it came out. But, yeah. But by that time, they were separated. Yeah, because her credit name is just Courtney Cox, I think. Yeah. But they still played a good married couple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have anything to add to that. Well, um, I will say, and I mentioned it. I don't think you... I have not finished the episode, so I have no idea what all got edited in. Um, but uh, at the end of the movie, Dewey is getting like um gurneyed out mm-hmm. and uh that is because and he's like kind of w- like calling for gail or whatever but that got added in dewey was supposed to die he was right, like yeah he because if you pay attention during some climax scenes like he's laying there and he's not breathing and they <laughs> acted it out like that on purpose because he's supposed to be completely dead mm-hmm. but in fan screening or in fan screenings in uh, preview screenings and stuff like that, people responded so well to Dewey and they liked him so much 
that they made a last minute decision and filmed him living. Yeah. And so then became the tradition of stabbing the shit out of Dewey in every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently uh, Wes Craven did not want to do this film. He turned down the f- movie like three times, two or three times. Uh, Cause like he was working on the haunting, a remake of the haunting and uh, wanted to like go away from the horror genre. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, That's but then, so the story on IMDb was, well, he signed on after Drew Barrymore agreed to appear in the movie. And also there's a story. On, thank uh, her for so much. Yeah. There's a story on IMDb that um, at like a convention, he like, uh, a little boy came up to him th- who was about 10 years old and like told him that he's going soft and he should go back to making more um, <laughs> horror movies. Wes um, Craven, you punk bitch. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and so that's why he signed up, apparently. That so little boy, Ari Aster. <laughs> <laughs> would be some shit if like they traced it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was funny. We almost didn't get... Also, like, they approached a lot of other directors, including um, Robert Rodriguez, Danny Boyle, George Romero, and Sam Raimi. Uh, But, like, Kevin Williamson was afraid that they didn't get the script. Name every single one of those names. I was like, absolutely not. Really? (laughs) Sam Raimi, I think, could have done okay. So the thing with Sam Raimi is, I love Sam Raimi, but, like, I just don't... he's, he's He's too campy. To me, Sam Raimi would have gone too campy. Robert Rodriguez would have gone left field with it. (laughs) Who would you say? Danny Boyle would probably. I think Danny Boyle would maybe. He would be a little too dark, I think. And then George Romero was another one. I don't know. Just none of those feel right. Yeah. It is a Wes Craven movie. This is a Wes Craven through and through. He's the only person. Um, Yeah. uh, So that was a fun fact. Um, that I didn't mention on the episode. <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to mention was uh, the uh, the rating of this movie. So, like, it initially, um, well, they were, like, they wanted an R rating because uh, uh, otherwise they wouldn't get as much, like, screening in theaters and stuff. Um, and initially, like, the MPAA wanted to give it, like, uh uh nc17 because of how violent it was um and like like uh they wanted they had a bunch of cuts that they wanted him to do um and like he like lied to them and said like he only had one uh wes craven uh lied to them and said that he only had one take of the uh the first uh drew barrymore's death and that's why he had to use it and couldn't cut it um and stuff like that he cut a bunch of um, violence uh, in it and sent them different versions, and like they still like were reluctant to give it um, a an R rating until like Bob Weinstein, the producer, Ooh. had to go and exp- yeah. Uh-uh. I know that's uh, we didn't talk about that. Right, yeah. it it sucks, but yeah, this was produced by the Weinstein brothers, but Bob, the one who's just like <laughs> um, as far as we know, not uh the worst one <laughs> um, <laughs> he's the not one, the worst one not but also worst not one. good <laughs> yeah 
Um, How would you feel not being the worst Weinstein <laughs> right. brother? That's a terrible thing. Oh, but God. yeah, Bob was the one who did all the all the work on this. Um, uh, but uh, he went to the MPAA and like talked to them and w- explained that it was like being ironic and supposed to be a satire and not meant to glorify violence. And because of that, they gave it an R rating. You know what? And that's well. First of all, I do want to say that is the official, like, that's what it says on Wikipedia, but also, like, Hollywood producers who know he could have just paid him off, you know, like, that's what they claim. Well, also, just, like, I mean, that would make more sense to pay it off, but, like, I'm, okay, (laughs) I hate the MPAA, I think it needs to be completely dismantled, Um, it's a complete bullshit thing made up of complete bullshit people, because, you're just mad because you got kicked out of Scream 4, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, like, uh, 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 people who study, like, do common media things, like, they also think, like, the history of the MPAA is just absolute bullshit, because, obviously if this is true they had to get it explained to them that this is satire yeah why are they the ones setting the guidelines for movies that they don't understand you know right like if you go back and like look up like the history of the it's fucking stupid yeah a bunch of old fogies who don't get culture that's literally what they (laughs) do well there there is a there's a movie that i saw a documentary called this film is not yet rated and it's about like uh the mpaa and film ratings and stuff and like the whole movie like part of the movie is them trying to get the movie rated and like explaining why they refuse to rate the movie and stuff like that um and it's it's a pretty good documentary that i'd recommend watching about that because it's like it's not even people who like movies it's like random like parents and like it's mostly what it is is just like people uh, who live in like hollywood like just rich parents who um are on the board if anything, my son can't see a nipple on tv right. that's what yeah. it, and that's why like we can watch like violence and stuff but they won't let you watch like sex scenes is because it's mostly just old conservative people making yeah. these choices it's so fucking stupid and the, it's just there's such a big divide yeah and like yeah it's one of those if if there were rules and we had to adhere to them but at least the rules were the same across the board then it would be like you can see like the like conclusion and logic there but they don't stick to the same rules right yeah across nope. the board it's like a case by case which like isn't it's just oh it's bullshit even something they've been breaking lately is my favorite mpaa rule for pg-13 movies One you fuck? can say fuck once, once. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be in a sexual context but is I that th- really po- uh, yeah oh you can't use it God. in a sexual context it has to be for like oh what the fuck you know it has to be like that i hate that um but i think PG-13 movies might have more fucks in them now. <laughs> Let's hope. Um, so on Wikipedia, there's a list of problematic scenes from this movie that they wanted to cut. So the gutting death of Steve at the beginning. I thought for sure that uh, one, because that's hard for me to look at. Well, Wes Craven was required to m- remove any movement of the character's internal organs was what they wanted him to cut. Which is probably why it looks so unsettling. Uh, then we have the throat cutting of Kenny where he had to trim the ending of the scene because the MPAA felt the actor's pinned expression was too disturbing. <laughs> he acted too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, they had to shorten the length of time that they spent viewing the head of Tatum, um, that gets crushed. Well, that's probably good. Cause if you really look at it, that head looks fake, <laughs> real <laughs> yeah. fake. Yeah, and then they had a scene, uh, an issue with the ending where like the killers stab each other, and there's a lot of blood. 
Yeah. There's literally blood everywhere. So, yeah. So, fuck the MPAA. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Anything else to add about this? Um, I well back to like Courtney Cox and oh, yeah. like Gail Weathers in general, her existence, mm-hmm. I think is like how I talked about in the episode is like, I really didn't put much thought into how this is about media sensationalism, but something that I think is very interesting that they do with her character is she's not just like story obsessed is she's the only person out of this whole thing that like knew the truth about Sydney's mom's murder. Like she's the champion of taking this guy off of death row, which is crazy because like, so her sensationalism that she's doing is almost like she's fighting for justice basically, which is like very not a normal character you'd see for a journalist. Like usually a journalist is like really, I mean, Gail Weathers is pretty sleazy, but like a journalist is like sleazy and just trying to get, you know, like you brought up Nightcrawler and like how that's really, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what we think. But like oh she's she's not doing it to get like top story. She's genuinely like obsessed with the story because mm-hmm. she's obsessed with getting Cotton off right. of death row. Yeah. I think there's an element of both of that. Like she is also doing she, it. Well, she talks about press. like her sales and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But there, it is cool that she's actually working for justice as well. Yeah. Because she talks about... Neutral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like her, I guess her motivations with her mother's job because with this, with the new one, she literally says like a serial killer on the loose. Can you imagine what that's gonna do for my book sales right. or something yeah. like that? So yeah, you're right. But like, it, I just think it's very interesting that her yeah. goal is to get cotton freed. They don't really spend a lot of. They do, but like, it's not the main point of the movie. Is like talking about wrongful incarceration. Yeah, but it's like right. it's there. And then like, we're gonna be doing Scream Two next. And Scream 2 has quite a bit about Cotton and his right. stuff that comes in. Um, so it's a good, like, some s- planting some seeds for... Because Kevin had knew where he was going with the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's nice. But sorry, I just wanted to touch back on... Mm-hmm. I think that's neat. Right. Thank you. This yeah. is the best party scene in all of cinema, too. I just love it. It's right. my favorite. And if the I, longest. <laughs> if I have ever wanted to go to a party in a movie, it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> Get absolutely butchered. No. Oh, you want to be that. one of the it ones that leaves. It just sounds so fun. Right. Like just hanging out with They're just drunk here. watching horror movies. Yeah, that's yeah. a great time. While there's a serial killer on the loose. Oh, Ooh. genius. No, it's just cool. I don't know. In that nice-ass house. It's, yeah. it's all that house. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You're right. Good ass party. We're not going to get another one of those. The outfit's astoundingly good. Everybody looks great all the time in this movie. The sweaters. Yep. Chef's kiss. I don't know. Let's Um, just bring back that kind of look. Like, nobody wears, like, logos. Everyone just wears, like, solid colors. I'm trying real hard. That'd be very (laughs) cool. I think that's that's all I have to say. I don't really yeah, have much more. I didn't really have much to add. There is a lot of trivia on this movie. Um, it's phenomenal. So if you're ever bored, like just scrolling through the IMDb trivia on Scream is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's mainly what I had. <laughs> Matthew Lillard tweeted pictures of him at the Scream premiere today. 
Well, oh, really? he he quote tweeted them. Oh, can you somebody send that else. To me? Yeah, somebody else tweeted it and he quoted it and he was like, "I'm pretty sure this is the Scream premiere." And God. he was making nice. fun of how he's sticking out his tongue in the picture. Oh, yeah. he's sticking he, his tongue he in the picture. He was like, he was like, "I thought I was so cute" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh but I, that happened this morning and I was like, "Oh my God, <laughs> that's great." We stand Matthew Lillard in this house. Hell yeah! What a guy. Mm. okay that's all cool. i've said my um piece. i guess that's it uh so uh next week we're continuing our scream series w- and we're doing scream too welcome to stabuary baby stabuary, stabuary. Yeah. cool bye bye <laughs>